how do we get at a high level an understanding of when we're ready for change or when we're not ready for change and then learn to recognize that in those that we manage and we direct and we lead. First off, just understanding that change starts with one of two emotions. I don't like this or it can be better. Now, if you have anything in your life right now that you don't like, it's hard to be honest about that, right? Because maybe at some point you did like it. I've found that it's not overstated to say the reason so many people stay stuck and never embrace all the change they could experience is because they are committed to a reality that they don't like, that, that isn't true. It's not really happening. It's not where they find themselves. It's just what they want to be true. It's what they wish was happening. It's what they wish was their reality. Um, for me, over and over again, it's amazing the number of times of breakthroughs that I've had when I go, oh, I don't really like that. I don't want that to be that way anymore. And again, maybe I liked it at one point, but it's changed for me. Now, I wish I was smart enough to always come to these conclusions on my own. I'm not. Oftentimes, it comes through conversation with others where they're helping draw that out or it's just an honest expression where I don't have to hide. I don't have to prove. I can just be where I am. One of the biggest shifts I've made in the last six or seven years was going into this work full time. And, and as I look back now, I really, I think, was supposed to make that step. I and mean, how do you know this? Supposed to, but a little bit sooner. But instead, I just stuffed down some things that I didn't like and I kept going. So maybe for you, you, you resonate with this. There's something about someone you're leading that you're a little concerned about. Maybe there's something about your calendar. Maybe there's something about an interaction you're having with, with a peer or someone that leads you. And it's just being honest about the fact that I don't like it. Something's off. Or it could be better. It's good, but it could be better. Because remember, it can always be better. I mean, we can always grow. We can always advance. We can always see things improve. I, I'm going to use a lot of different examples with you today, but a personal one for me and my wife, this last year in 2020, you know, our dates were our container, right? Where we were able to enjoy each other and in the throes of parenting, you know, 18 now, 16, 15, or three daughters, life is just so full. And we had to learn new rhythms without, you know, with so many restaurants being shut down. So something could be good and it, and it needs to be better. We've got to find a new way to express. We need to find a new structure or container for how we build this rhythm or how you might do, you may have regular interactions you're having with people that you lead that worked well, but now in the Zoom world, it's totally different. You've got to find a way to lead virtually and, and connect virtually. So I don't like it or it can be better. Now, here's what most people do. If they even can admit that, they keep doing the same thing. They keep doing the same thing. It's hard to actually step into change. If change was easy, everybody would just do it. So one of the things that we've put together for you, the resource is the, the talk on the seasons. We have the stuck book to help you really recognize at a meta level when things need to change. But I wanna talk a little bit more about the micro level with you today, because this is where it gets really intuitive. It's where you really start to learn to pay attention to the changes. Now, here's what a lot of people do. Once they start to go, okay, I'll admit, Chris, there's something I don't like, or this could be better. I want to imagine what those changes look like. The way that they start making those changes, sadly, ends up being something they force or they get reactive. And in fact, I'm going to give you just two paths today so you can recognize this really clear. 
one path when you're resisting change and one path when you're cooperating with change, when you're ready for it. To, to share this path with you, uh, anybody remember Bugs Bunny, the cartoons? Any thumbs on Bugs Bunny? Um, all the different voices that were in those cartoons, the Looney Tunes and characters. Yeah, so some of you remember those. One of my favorite memories as a kid was watching those, and they were so much fun. Uh, and and I remember a number of years ago, I even had like a Looney Tunes t-shirt, just some nostalgia. I didn't know this, but the one guy who did a ton of their voices was actually in a car wreck, and he was in a coma, and he was not coming out of the coma. And somebody on his medical team had the intelligence to start talking to him into one of the Looney Tunes voices that he did. And as he started talking to him in the Looney Tunes voice, he responded. This man who was behind, Mel Blanc, who was behind all these voices for Looney Tunes was not showing any kind of cognizance in his coma. He's in a stupor and he speaks out loud in one of those voices. And I find that story fascinating. I find that story fascinating because if we're honest, so much of the change that could propel us forward, that could catapult us into a new calendar, a new way of showing up in work, a new relationship, a new attitude, a new structure for our day, a new role, a new expansive understanding of the impact we can have on the world. So many people aren't stepping into those. They are in, for lack of a better way of saying it, a stupor or a coma. There's, there's a sleepiness to them. There's, there, there's not an alertness. They're not awake. They're, they're numb. They're missing. The mind isn't sharp, clear, present, harnessed, and relaxed. It's dull, checking out, avoiding. And so once you start to get a little bit of a, an awakening and you want a change, oftentimes what people will do is they'll try to run to something that's an overreaction from what they don't like or what they can believe could be better. They start to force things. It's not authentic to who they are. It's not something that's real to who they are. It's almost like this story with this Looney Tunes uh, voice, this guy who did all the voices, Mel Blanc. This was a part of him. It was in him. And they were calling that out in this moment of his coma. And what's happening for so many people is rather than stepping into something that's authentic, stepping into something that's the next progression of who they are, and we're all always evolving or dying, they overreach, they force. They try to make something happen, and it's not who they are. So here's the two ways that I lear I've learned to recognize this in my life. I use this in working with others, in coaching and guiding. Here it is. The path when you're not ready for change is when you do this. When you chase circumstances that cause internal conflict. And I'm going to put that in the chat here because I think that might be helpful to for you to just to read it. When you chase circumstances that cause internal conflict. I'm going to break this down for you, but this is how you can know I'm trying to force something. I'm trying to make something happen. Now, I want to encourage you. You're already doing more than most. <laughs> I want to encourage you to know that's weird because so many people just settle for whatever could be different. You're at least trying to apply some effort and energy. but. But what happens is you start chasing, you're grasping. You and I know this. We know when we're around somebody that's grasping. 
the way that we language this with site shift is proving or hiding, but there's an internal insecurity. There's some kind of validation they're seeking. And so they're grasping externally into a circumstance for what they think is going to fix everything that they're trying to solve. The number of times that I've been in a crossroads and I start to catch myself when I sense some change is needing to occur that, oh my gosh, I'm starting to chase a circumstance. And so you think in your own life right now, where do you want something to be better? Where do you want it to be different? Where do you not like it? So it could be positive and it needs to get better and it could be off and it needs to get on. Think about how you start to chase or grasp for something. You want it to be different because you want it to be more, you know, whatever, deliver some kind of fill in the blank to you that makes you feel the opposite of what that circumstance feels. And that's good. Attempting to change your circumstances is, is a starting point again of growth. But once you start trying to build your hope, your joy, your peace, your meaning, your resilience around the circumstances going the way that you want it to, then you can know that you are chasing something. We have such a hard time being able to discern the circumstances that are happening in our lives. Once you can learn to discern the circumstances that are happening in your lives and how to cooperate with what's unfolding, you'll actually be a better guide to those that you're leading. And make no mistake in today's world, the people that you lead, the people that you manage, they expect you to be able to, at some level, help guide them, help coach them, help give them uh, thoughtful guidance as they find themselves at different places, crossroads, pivots, whatever word you want to use. More important than that, you've got to be able to anticipate that. If you're going to be the best leader of leaders you can be, it's starting to get an awareness, to start to sniff out. When is somebody trying to force something in their circumstances and how to recognize where they're fighting against what's unfolding for them? Let me know if you, I'm going to name a few comedians. You tell me if you've heard of them. Uh, Bill Maher, he's on HBO. He does politics. Ray Romano, um, uh, John Stewart, who is on The Daily Show. Give me some thumbs if, if uh, you recognize any of these comedians' names. And I'm going to tell you why I'm talking about them. Okay, good. So a number of you do. Here's what's fascinating to me about these comedians. They were all in the same club performing. And there was one guy there who was recognizing, and I know for sure it was Ray Romano and Bill Maher. I can't remember if it was John Stewart. There's another name circling there in my head. But this one guy who wanted to be a great comedian, you've not heard of him. He wasn't really a great comedian, but he figured out what his real sweet spot was, was helping other comedians be great. So he came up to Ray Romano and, and it was his club where Ray was performing and let him know, hey, when you talk about dad humor, that's where you show up the most authentic, the most impactful, the crowd loves it. Do that only. Once Ray made that shift, his career actually exploded. He said the same thing to Bill Maher. People don't want to hear you talk about other things. They want to hear you talk about politics. His impact, his career exploded. Your circumstances are communicating a message to you. Yes, all these cliches of wisdom can help us. You know, when a door close, closes, we look for an open window and all these kind of things. But when you're chasing the circumstance to give you what you can only find within yourself, you're not ready for change. And what happens then is you cause yourself internal conflict. You're at war with yourself. You're not showing up in the truth of who you are in, in a way that has the most impact because of this fight. Now, I've described the negative path. Let me describe the positive path. 
path. And I'm going to use words that I wouldn't normally use in a context like this, uh, but I think it's going to help us pay attention to what is happening. When you listen to the light, there is life. When you listen to the light, there is life. So I'm going to break this down for you because this is how you can recognize it in your life and in those that you lead and coach. You can also think about this at a big level. Where's the next growth stage, you know, as a team, as a company, where we're headed? You know, we've had this big year of growth. What's it mean to start to get ready for that growth again? Here's what I mean by listen. When you're not chasing the circumstance to deliver you something you need and you're internally calm within, you can actually hear the leaps of insight and intuition that occur. The honest expression of where you are knowing yourself or knowing what's happening in the people that you lead. Now, I, I could spend a lot of time on this. For those of you that would want more, we do our monthly recharge and we did recharge yesterday on a calm, clear mind. And rather than just teaching for 15 minutes, I went a whole hour on this. <laughs> There's so much more I could say. But for most people, the hum of their consciousness and their mind is so dizzying and distracted, so blurry, and then they're you know, trying to calm that and, and, and numb out, that they're not able to have those truth moments break out or those deep moments of guidance or those moments of clarity. And most of your life is affected more by some of these moments rather than the daily improvements you're making. I'm all for improving 1% every day. I'm all for daily iterations and advancing, whether that's the team, the process, or the systems. But breakthroughs occur. Big change moments and the secret to being ready for change is having the space to hear and then make that leap. You know, this is not, science doesn't progress by iteration, 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 iteration. We live in a worldview and then we graduate into a new worldview. And in that worldview, all the experiments happen and the iterations and the improvements. And then we graduate into a new worldview. Um, Charles Kuhn, I think was his name, talked about this. You know, science doesn't improve a step at a time. It, it completely expands into these new paradigms. And then the iterations happen within that. Your life is very similar. Now, most people are living their lives off of one or two paradigm shifts. Well, the problem with that is, as a human being, you have a potential, a capacity for many paradigm shifts. And when you are able to calmly hear and listen, you can make those. And they show up sometimes in weird ways that don't make sense. You know, there's not a person that I've studied, and, and this has been done, there's been some research done around this that I've really found this past year to be super fascinating, that reaches a real high level of impact on other human beings. And I'm not talking numbers. I'm talking about leading a team of three to five people and them saying, this is the best leader I've ever worked for. He helps me so much. She empowers me so much. She anticipates. She's humble. He makes mistakes, but he apologizes. That's what I'm talking about. But, but to be the kind of leader that makes that kind of impact, that is the kind of impact I know you want to have, it's creating space in your life where you can listen to what shows up in, in a way that that insight is there and you know deep down, this is what I got to do. When I went into this work full time, you know, years ago now, um, weirdly, this is what happened to me. You know, I'm, I'm listening and I tried something for a few months and nothing I was trying was working. 
I was chasing a result in a circumstance and I was internally conflicted about it. And I wake up one morning in January and it was just a moment of peace and clarity and this thought shot to the forefront of my brain. Chris, you don't need to do this. You need to do this. And it was a directional change. So we made that directional change. And a few months later, that that listening showed up as, you know, and not that it's an audible voice. It's deeper than that. It's a deep knowing. It's It's when that right brain is receiving. And what it showed up as, Chris, you need to go to such and such a place. And again, however it shows up for you and do these meetings. So actually I structured my whole week around going to this one location and doing all these meetings. And a chunk of all the business that we have in the city that I'm located in, I mean like a massive chunk out of it, of it came out of just going and doing meetings and what came out of that. It would take me too long. It was crazy. It was like serendipitous uh, flow but it was because I could listen. And what was I listening to? I was listening to the light. I like to use the word light because it's the inspiration. It's the clarity. You know, we were reminded of this in Recharge yesterday. It's about more than the intensity you bring to the desire for change. It's the clarity. And the clarity shows up as light. It's this clear-minded, inspirational moment that you go, this is what I need to do. Am I 100% certain? No but it's showing up in a pure way and I want to take action on it, which takes us to the life. You live it out. You, you put it into motion. You take steps to see it become the rhythm and reality of who you are in this new paradigm. There are people that are, you know, could be listening to this later, not that you're necessarily here on the recording today, that lead someone who's very soured in their attitude. That could change like in an instant. They could have a new thought that leads them, they could hear it, to this new thought of light that leads them to a new life. You could be stuck in an issue with someone that you're leading and you're trying to help them get over this hurdle. They could go through this progression. So what you want to do as a leader is make sure that when you look at these paths, you're not chasing a circumstance to just give you something that you can't get from that circumstance anyway, because that's what creates internal conflict. The secret to being readiness, the secret to readiness, the secret to being ready for change is that you're not freaking out. You're not trying to force the answer. You keep yourself open. When the direction shows up, you take the step into that, you know, whatever it is, that inspiration, the intuition leads to the light. It leads to the life. You listen to the light to live it out. So these are the two paths before us. There are people that you can put into any challenging circumstance and they get better and they respond and they grow and they develop no matter how bad the circumstance. There are also people you can put into perfect circumstances and they can still become a worse version of who they are. It has nothing to do with the circumstances at the end of the day. It's the people we're becoming. And for those of you that are listening or watching this now or later, it's never too late if you're here and you care. You say, Chris, but I've tolerated something for so long. I don't like it and I've just accepted this is the way it is. It can't be different. Or I've just 
become stagnant here. It was good for a while and I've stopped pursuing a hope that it can be better. Surely, because I've waited so long, the moment is past. Surely, because I've delayed so long, the opportunity is gone. Surely, because I've accepted status quo long enough that, that my edges aren't sharp now. Here's what I can tell you. If you're here and, you're, and you care and you want to embrace the next step of change and growth, it's not too late. I'm most inspired by people that no matter where they are in the decisions they've made, they're making the choice today to listen and then to follow that inspiration as they model living it out. This is the secret to readiness for change. What I want to do now is transition